This is Reflections of the Lighthouse, a podcast sharing the hope of the gospel for those struggling with life-altering addictions. If you'd like more information about the Lighthouse and the services they provide, visit biblicallife-recovery-center.com. And now, here are your hosts, Brandon Bauer and Dwayne Modlin. Welcome to Reflections of the Lighthouse. If you have not followed our podcast yet, I, I recommend that you go back to episode one and, and listen to what is the lighthouse and why we are different. But today we're going to talk about a call of obedience, specifically in an addict's life, but in every believer's life as well. And I want to start with the, the first question for my friend Dwayne here. What is obedience? Well, obedience is doing what you're supposed to do. Basically, the Lord has called us to do certain things, and as God and Creator, He has the right to hold those demands on us. But He does so out of love. Our obedience and the things that God sets in place for are like guardrails for our life. And since God is Creator, He knows how life best functions. So He says, do this. For your life to best function and our obedience actually helps us our our, uh, our willing to say yes to what god has called us to do sometimes in an addict's life and i would say that all of us have addictions so i would then, yes. then qualify that that in all of our lives we feel that sometimes it's a all or nothing thing or i have to be Uber yeah. obedient if I want God to love me. Yeah. Um, and that's not what we're talking no. about, correct? No. No, we're not trying to win God's approval through our obedience. Jesus won God's approval for us. He lived that perfect life in complete obedience for us. Because as sinners, we could have never met the standard. Jesus, in his famous Sermon on the Mount, says, be perfect. As your Father in heaven is perfect. Well, there's a major problem there, Brandon. Uh, None of us are perfect. So Jesus lived that perfect life for us. And when we put our faith in him, we're clothed in his righteousness. So now our obedience flows out of our love for the one who loved us so deeply. And, And Jesus says, if you love me, you'll obey me. So our love for Jesus is demonstrated through obedience. But even in this life after coming to Jesus, we don't always live in perfect obedience. Um, And God is gracious. One of the things I love about reading the scriptures about God's character is that he's patient. He's uber patient. Uh, There's a text in the Psalms that says God knows our frame. And he knows how weak we are, uh, and he is gracious towards us. So there's a verse we use at the Lighthouse that kind of wraps up what we talk about when we talk about obedience. Yes. And I want you to read that for us. It's found in Philippians chapter 2. We're going to start in verse 12. It says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So here we see obedience, right? And then it goes on in verse 13, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. And we see here that uh, we're working, 
But the only reason we're working, the only reason we're being obedient is because God is working in us to accomplish his good pleasure in our lives. So how does that apply to an addict's life? You know, they, they walk in, they're struggling, they're struggling with substance, they're struggling with meaning, uh, meaningless, hopelessness. How does that passage tie back then to an addict's life? Well, one, we want them to understand that it's God that's going to begin to work in their hearts and their lives, and they don't have to win God's approval. Jesus has already done that. So we present Jesus as our great Lord, Savior, High Priest, and King. In presenting the gospel to them and them uh, accepting Christ, God begins a work in their heart, and it's God doing the work. That behind the scenes, and often we see God working in their hearts in ways that they don't even realize yet. They don't see it. And then they start obeying. And then they start having this heart for submission to Christ. And they don't even realize what God's doing yet. And then they look back and they're like, wow, God's doing a work here. So I know we've talked about our friend Harold in one of our previous podcasts. Yes. I see this active in his life. Mm-hmm. He, he will say things to me like, I never knew God could love me so much. Yep. And wow, following God is really starting to change my life. And I now want my life to be about God. Yeah. And, and we're starting to see Harold bring from a chaotic life, start to bring obedience into yes. focus because of his love for God. And and I think that that, that talks deeply to my soul because yes. if we're broken people, if, if we're deeply sinful people, and we understand the deep, deep love of Jesus and what he's done for us on the cross, there is gratitude. Yes. And it, it's not like a, a wayward child that says, thanks, Mom, and then runs off and does what he wants. No. It, 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 it's that deep gratitude that... He saved me from the pit of hell with his great, great gift. And I know where I was headed. I know what I deserve. And because of his love, I want to follow him with all my heart, soul, and mind. Yeah, so it's, it's the Holy Spirit's work here in revealing the person of Jesus Christ and seeing what Jesus actually did for them. And understanding that they could never have a relationship as deep as with Christ. Because with with every other relationship we have, Brandon, it's give and take, right? E- even our yes. relationship here at the Lighthouse and working in ministry, it, it's give and take to one another. But in our relationship with Christ, it's Christ doing all the giving and we're doing all the taking from him. Because... He does not need us. So that has to mean that he wants us. Yeah, so you and I are working with a, a community individual who, who, and we're not going to mention her name for privacy, but she she has been abandoned. Yes. And she is deeply wounded. And yes. she, her biggest need is to know that Christ fulfills everything yes. that that she lost and 
she knows it in her mind, but she doesn't know it in her heart. Yeah. And she keeps running back to lesser things. Yes. To try to satisfy that void, the loneliness, the emptiness, the... I, I think that tends to be all of our issues. Yes. We, we, we want satisfaction other than the perfect satisfaction that Christ can give us. Yeah. The, the, one of the most beautiful stories in the gospel for me is the Samaritan woman at the well. Um, she comes, and she's coming at the middle of the day. Jesus is at the well. One, it, it's an interesting communication because Jesus is a Jewish rabbi, and she's a Samaritan, and Jews and Samaritans didn't get along. Samaritans were considered half-breeds, mm-hmm. half-Persian and half-Jewish. Uh, and Jesus asked her to get some water. And she says, you a Jew are asking me for water? And then he, Jesus says, if you knew who it was that was asking, he would give you the living water, and you wouldn't thirst anymore. Well, the living water in the Old Testament's God. And he's going to get to the heart of her issue. She's been running to man after man after man. She's had five husbands, and the man she's living with now is not her husband. And she's been looking for satisfaction in all of these things. And the deepest part of her soul is thirsty, and she can't quench it. And Jesus comes along and says, hey, I can quench that for you. I can bring you into a relationship with God who can satisfy the deepest needs of your soul. And that's a love we can't get away from there. And it says never thirst again. He satisfies completely. Yes. So that's also one of my favorite favorite Bible stories. And it is a foreshadowing of what Christ did on the cross. Yes. And and how how great a faith she had to believe in something that had not happened yet, the, the, the cross. Yes. And she believed in, in the God that, that could save her soul. We have the cross. Yes. Uh, we have the, the holy scriptures. We have a God who loved us so much that he sent his son to earth to live a, a perfect life and to die a sinless death, to be a and it's a big word, a propitiation, a yes. perfect substitute for us. Yes. And when we truly get the cost of the cross, it yes. changes our hearts. Amen. Uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer uh, talks a lot about the cost of discipleship, but he says what cost Christ so much should not cost us so little. It is his basic uh, theme and Christ gave every he left glory he left heaven as the son of the living God and wrapped himself in human flesh and he came as a the literal translation would say slave a doulos a slave to serve us and how did he serve us Brandon through his perfect life his perfect life so we call that his active obedience, and that active obedience is placed into my account when I put my trust in him. That means all the righteousness that Jesus accomplished is now my righteousness, and I didn't deserve an ounce of that righteousness. That's all grace and love. And then you have his passive obedience where he died on the cross for us. That was to carry away our sins, 
So he carried away our sins at the cross, and through his life, he gives us his righteousness. So now I get to stand before God as I am holy and perfect. But Brandon, you've spent some time with me. Am I holy and perfect? Brother, you are far from holy and perfect. (laughs) And that's all of us. Yes, for sure. Since God has loved me so deeply, and he didn't need to, he wanted to. There's not an ounce of me that makes God more God. So what he wanted was me, just me, wrinkles and and flaws and all of those things. He calls me to himself in love. And because that love is so deep, so wide, and so big, it captivated my heart, Brandon. And I fell in love with the one who loved me. And because of that, I have slowly through my life surrendered my life to Christ. And I try to do that day after day. Do I fall on my face? Absolutely, I fall on my face sometimes. But the scripture says in his writing to believers, John, he says if we have sin that we can confess that sin and that Christ is faithful and just, and he will forgive our sins. And in that letter also in 1 John, he says that we love Christ only because he loved us first. So so then at the Lighthouse, we talk to the guys in our programs and our community members through our biblical counseling programs, and, and we share that, we love and obey because he first loved us. Yes. It's, it's, it's a key point that we, we hope everyone gets. Love is our primary motivation for obedience. Yes. So the, the, the secular world in counseling will say, let's put some things into place to change your behavior. They call it behavior modification. There's nothing wrong with behavior modification Behavior modification takes a bad behavior and makes it good, but it leaves out the important heart issues. So at the Lighthouse, we want to say, well, to take bad behavior and move it to good behavior, we first have to look at the root causes in our heart. Yeah. And the root causes in our heart stem from loving myself more than I love my Savior. Yes. Loving myself more than I love others. And addiction... And again, I said we all have addictions, is a very, very selfish, self-centered thing. So we have guys that come in, and they get confronted with this truth, and there is nothing in their entire being that wants to deal with their selfish heart. Yes. And these guys fall flat on their face, and they fail miserably. Our hope for them is that they heard the truth. We know that God's word doesn't come back void. And even though they leave or they're removed from our program for some reason, we pray that they will come back. We, I, had a, I had a letter from a guy who was in jail. I had kicked him out of our program twice. Yeah. And um, he wrote me, he said, uh, Brandon, I got arrested again. My family's left me. My parents have left me. You are the only one in this entire world that loves me. And you and I know that because you kicked me out of your program. Amen. So so we pray for these guys and we build into these guys. Even when we kick someone out, it's not because we don't love them. 
Yeah. It's because they're causing chaos, and sometimes they need that step to be brought back. Mm-hmm. And the first thing we do, uh, we, we just brought a couple gentlemen back last night, two of them yes. actually, that um, had previously been kicked out of our program. And one of the first things we're going to work with them on is their selfish hearts. Yes. And without understanding and surrendering our hearts fully to Christ, we will never obey. No. We will never we will never change. It is a it is a dead end road and selfishness takes us right right to that that I would say pit of hell of of self centered mess. Yeah. Uh in, in Second Philippians, where I just uh, Philippians chapter two, where I just read earlier, Paul also writes: Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourself. And then he gives the example of Christ, who was God, and this God wraps himself in human flesh and becomes a servant. Our God is a servant God. He's not asking us to do anything he hasn't called or, or done himself. Uh, he came, he served, he loved, and that's the same mission he's called us to do. That's not easy, Brandon. Mm-mm. We are by nature, because of sin, selfish people. And we don't expect a God just to come off the streets into our program and automatically get that. So what we do is love them as Christ loves them, and we watch as that selfish exterior begins to be chipped away and Christ begins to bring uh, grace and humility in their lives. And that's our hope for them is that, and when we see Christ doing that, we begin to see them becoming obedient. They begin to follow the rules instead of fighting the rules at the lighthouse. Not only that, they start trying to obey Christ and love the other men that they're with in community. And it's an amazing thing to watch. It's a fantastic thing to see when when God truly gets a hold of someone's heart. Now, you've been around me long enough to know that I am not a a guy that, that stands up and says, oh, this is how you get to heaven. Ask Jesus into your heart and now everything will be okay. Yeah. Um, I think the church has led people down a a wrong path of yes. believing that they are saved because they said some prayer or someone wrote it in the front of a little New Testament somewhere. Yes. But at the lighthouse, we talk about how how salvation is a a life change that will produce positive fruit, and yes. Scripture talks about that too. Our fruit will show others where our hearts really are. Absolutely, who we belong to. Yes, and we can fake it sometimes, and and I've watched guys fake it. Those that fake it don't make it. Yes. And we're looking for that true heart change. And you see it through things like washing dishes for someone else. Yes. Or without being asked Without to. being asked. And, and just some of those little heart changes where before we were selfish and I want it my way. Now we're starting to see some fruits of the Spirit mm-hmm. in our life. And... And I and I tell guys, um, salvation is a is a process in our life. It's a process whereby we pursue God as He pursues us. 
You know, mm-hmm. fir- first he, he, of course, first he pursues us. Yes. He, he brings us from death to life. And then we, we start walking towards him in little steps. And like you said, we fail miserably. Yeah, there, there's three ways to look at salvation that Scripture points. You, you have justification. We're declared righteous the moment we put our faith in Jesus Christ. And that's not just a quick prayer per se. No. But it could be. It, it could be. The Holy Spirit works. It's, it's by the power of the gospel, period. Men, men and women hear the gospel. Children hear the gospel. The Holy Spirit moves on the human heart, the soul, and draws them to the person of Jesus Christ, and they bow the knee to his lordship. And that happens in a moment. We saw that with the thief on the cross. Yes, that happens in a moment. Then we have sanctification. This is the process by which the Holy Spirit is conforming us to the image of Jesus. And Jesus was obedient to the point of death, death on a cross. And this is the process the Holy Spirit takes us through to make us more like Jesus. The third is glorification. When Christ returns, we shall be like him. We'll see him in a moment. So I am saved, I'm being saved, and I shall be saved. Um, But the moment I am saved, it's a guarantee that I am going, I'm being saved, and it's a guarantee that I shall be saved. Yes, absolutely. Now, that was a lot. We, ju- we just yes. dumped a lot into a short podcast. But I want to, first off, reach out and say um, we are about people's heart change. Yes. And if you have any question about that in your heart, we want to talk to you. Absolutely. So our invitation stands. If you're local, we want you to come to our chapel services every Friday night at 7 o'clock. Uh, we have a... a Several staff members that would be glad to sit down and chat with you yes. about what it looks like to follow Jesus. If you're from far away, and hopefully this podcast has a worldwide reach, feel free to email us. If you go to our website, biblicalliferecoverycenter.com, there is a section there that says, ask a question, su- submit a prayer request, fill that out, talk to us online. We will yes. respond within 24 to 48 hours. Mm-hmm. Leave your contact information. We may just even call you Yes, because this is so important. It's not only for the guys in the Lighthouse Recovery Program. It is for the, the good news of the gospel is for everyone. And everybody is in recovery. Yes, Every Christian is in recovery. Uh, there's no Christian perfect. We're in recovery, serving a Savior that loves us deeply. Yes. And we want you to have that experience. Yes. So visit our website, biblicalliferecoverycenter.com, and continue to tune into our podcasts. We'd love it if you subscribe. That way it, it just alerts you every time a new one is yes. is downloaded. And um, reach out. That, love that, to talk that, to you. Absolutely. Well, thank you for, for joining us for today's podcast. Yes, thank you. Thank you.